if I open this here, oh, damn what it, kind I was of just about it, to talk. What kind of noise will I was it make? Just, uh, your lucky Jack Coffee. Yeah. Party well, chat podcast weird, episode like, twenty one Sunday like, September twenty third. Host Mikey Stevens. And Derek Spiderman. Yay. This is going to be the sloppiest intro ever. I know. As long as it doesn't explode like my kombucha, because I didn't know it was carbonated. We can't be certain because we don't know what's going on anymore. Okay. We've lost all control. This train is off the rails. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Party Chat People's Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Steve, joined by Zavi and Mikey, and we're going to talk about some video game things. Ooh, ooh. We are. We have quite a bit to go through today. Yes, Derek Spiderman here. Derek Spiderman, Derek is, here, Spiderman. is here to tell you that first He's off... He's swinging through town first in off, spider jacket. First off, we talk about Spiderman story extravaganza. Yes, extravaganza. <laughs> so we're talking about Derek Spiderman first. <laughs> All right, guys. On a more serious note, we're going to take a deep dive into Spider-Man. We've all finished it, so um, we're going to go through the full story spoilers. So, Spoiler alert! Please, at the top of the hour, we're, we're talking about Spider-Man. Probably skip ahead about 20 minutes, but we'll put in the show notes like when we stop talking about Spider-Man. Skip ahead to this time. Yeah. Read show notes below. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to take a quick roundup of TGS, just go through some headlines to see if there's any interesting that we found. Tokyo Game Show 2018. <laughs> and we are going to talk about Telltale closing down, womp womp. which is a, quite a surprise um, given all the properties they announced that they're working on, what, like three, four years ago? They were working on all the things. Yeah. Many, many things. And yeah. that's where I think maybe they went. They were working on Stranger Things. They were working on Stranger Things. That was announced what, late me. last year. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> it was a natural segue, Steve. Exactly. All right. And um, we, um, as far as games go, uh, Zabi and I will be talking about Tomb Raider. Uh, or the Shadow, Sha- of, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Zabi's going to uh, give us an update on MLB The Show 18. Um, <laughs> Zabi's also been playing the other game with the name Shadow in it, uh, with the other Shadow in it, Shadow of War. Throwing so much Earth. shade. Yep. Uh, I got into that new puzzle game on the Switch called Between the Gardens, which is quite fantastic. It's the sequel to Between Two Ferns. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Steve's been getting into Into the Breach, and we both played... uh, Well, I played a lot of Destiny 2 this week. I played a lot of Destiny 2 for a second. Okay, so we're going to be getting into that. So let's get started. All right, guys. I guess here's the warning. Spoiler time for Spider... Marvel's Derek Spiderman. Marvel's Derek Spiderman. Okay. Property of Spider Jacket. I would like to go on the record to say that this Derek Spiderman thing is very confusing. (laughs) And I don't like it. It's not. It's Derek Spiderman. I don't understand why his name is Derek. The Spiderman. Why isn't his name Peter? The Spiderman. Why isn't he... We know we can call him Marvel. Marvel Speederman. Marvel Speederman. Mm-hmm. D. Yo, is someone has definitely named their child Marvel. Yeah. That's definitely a thing. I mean, if we have Beyonce's in the world, we've got Marvel. Yeah. If we've got Apple's, what else is there? Northwest. Chicago's. <laughs> Blankets. Blanket. Blanket is a name? Blanket Michael is Jackson's name. son, last son. Oh, the man. one that he almost threw up the balcony. Oh, jeez. Blanket Jackson. Oh, no. What a blanket term. But remember, guys, this is not a pop culture podcast. It is a game We podcast. should make a break into pop culture. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's Derek Spider-Man. Derek Spider-Man. Anyway, so Spider-Man the video game. Thank Marvel Spider-Man. Marvel the Spider-Man video the video game. So we have all finished it. Of Derek Spiderman. Oh Jesus! Attorney at law. So, so no, it's not. With we're, cut, it's we're turning not. off his mic. We might have to do that. Which one is he? I, I don't know. Two. All right. So That's not nice. I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite a fun, um, emotional. Actually, um, I thought it was pretty emotional. Yeah, heartfelt experience. Um, I feel like looking at Peter Parker in those cutscenes, he just looks so tired. Yeah, he looks tired. Yeah, the facial yeah. capture is pretty excellent. Yeah, like it he's was. doing his best to keep like a happy face on, but he's like exhausted. Well, remember up until like what I want to say, ten hours in, he kind of makes a comment of like, "Oh Not wow, it's been sleep. three days. I haven't yeah. gotten any sleep." He hasn't gotten so any sleep, and he goes he, to sleep. He actually is tired. <laughs> so for ten hours of that game, you're actually playing Spider Man as Spider Man for seventy two hours. Yeah. So him looking tired is actually good on you, Insomniac. <laughs> good on you, right, Insomniac. Um, are there any specific story beats that any of you guys really enjoyed that like were standouts for you? I like that they kept the whole Doctor Doctor Octopus thing like pretty well hidden in all the marketing because yeah. they focused very much on mm. Mister Negative. The in all the marketing. Yeah. So I think I'm going to be the Debbie Downer on the story front. So I'll let you guys vibe for a while because the 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 story did lose me. Um, At 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 one point, it just kind of started to feel like okay, I went from something that was kind of interesting as far as like Peter's effectiveness and actually stopping crime and that sort of thing to just full on okay, I'm 100% in a comic book and all of the things that all of the critiques I have of comic book things apply, and it takes me out of the experience in some substantial ways. Basically, you're talking about the part where the Insidious Six <laughs> comes to be. Um, that is that does happen to that's be what it like is, the... and that's not precisely why. Oh, because really? they could have pulled that off in a way where I'm actually like, oh man, like this is this is really intense. They they do pull off the emotion of like, wow, like Spidey's really getting his ass kicked, but. The moment that actually made me feel uncomfortable that it took me out of it that started me down this mindset of feeling pretty critical of the game, whereas before that I was pretty into it, mm-hmm. was actually the Rikers breakout. Mm-hmm. Rikers has a history. Rikers yeah. is not like is is not a comic book thing. It has an existence. It has like things behind it. And the idea that a Rikers breakout would happen and all of these prisoners seemingly, right? Mm -hmm. Seemingly every single one of these prisoners is like, great, let's go beat up people and take over the city and kill everyone and not change out of our overalls and like (laughs) get rocket launchers and just like, just mayhem ensures is just like, nope, sorry, you fucked up. It's a video game. I understand it's a video game. I'm able to suspend my disbelief for that because I am enjoying the world of Spider-Man. I didn't stop playing the game, so I was still able to suspend my disbelief to some degree, but they they really dropped the ball on that one, I think. Uh, they could have just had it be the raft, and that would have been fine, I think. Uh, but also, like, uh, after that... The but also, why weren't those high-powered villains in the raft? They were in the raft. They were. Oh, they wait. They were being held in the raft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you have the Rikers bit. distraction for the raft. The raft. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. It escalates into the raft. Yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. Got it. Yeah. So, so that was just a moment where I was just like, ah, okay. Like, you took me out of it. Not necessarily an immediate, like, you know, disqualifier mm-hmm. or whatever. 
Then the raft segment, the part that actually messed me up is the appearance of Doc. That wasn't earned to me. That wasn't remotely earned to me. Mm. Like, they've been sort of planting these seeds of, like, Doc Ock when you're working with him in the lab and whatnot. And I understand that the neural implant, like, changes his personality or whatever. That is just boring and weak to me. Like, to, for him to... But that's su- consistent with <sighs> the lore. Yeah. And I don't care. Yeah. Like, like I, like I get it. I, I get it. Like this is consistent, whatever. But like these are, like I said, these are these are comic book things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. That made the story go from something that was truly affecting me and I thought was very solid to something that was passable. I like that so you said we were going to let us vibe on the story and then we I know. Into your critique. Well, that's true. I apologize. Well, well, I will say one thing to you. So I guess what <laughs> you're trying to say is that in the beginning of the game. It was start. Spider Man had like sort of seams of it going beyond a comic book. Yeah. Because it was so deep. And then you're saying it kind of. Well, they were fell doing interesting things. Yeah, it totally fell Okay, on the crutch. So I could see where the because disappointment came. Here's, you're absolutely here's where, right. I, I think you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, so here's, so here's where it starts. It starts off being interesting and different just immediately because yeah. you start the game by taking down Fisk. Yeah. Which is something that like feels like it could have been the finale to. Yeah. Some other version of this game. Well, I like that which they, is cool. They used the takedown of Fisk to show that there was a power vacuum. And yes, the yeah. power vacuum things will come in and move in to fill in that space. And that is interesting because it actually lesser of two evils. Yeah, and and through gameplay, you actually feel the critique that J. Jonah Jameson, my, probably my favorite part of the game. He's hilarious, and yeah. but but actually challenges Spider Man in like meaningful ways. Um, that like is sort of written for laughs, but nonetheless still holds some water. And and one of those things is like, hello, power vacuum. Like this is what we should have kind of expected to happen to some degree. Um, and and I like that that first chunk of the game. You really feel it with the demons kind of taking over the city and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, the probably the best part of the game for me is definitely the city hall bombing. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. That was good. Was done. Very, very well. Switching over to playing as Miles was excellent. Mm. Um, that felt like that felt like their version of like Nuketown and Call of Duty. I don't know if that's what it's officially called, but you know, after the nuke goes off, when you just like crawl out of the wreckage or whatever, like this kind of set piece moment where you know you're not actually playing the game. You're just yeah. like walking through a cutscene almost kind of thing. Yeah. But it's nonetheless the act of walking through it yourself as Miles, not being Spider Man, like actually. Feels like oof, like whoa. Yeah, that was really, really well done. And, and actually, then, and the point of his mission was just to like see if his dad, dad was, was okay, alive. Yeah, yeah, and and it's just super, super well done. I think, and it felt like man, okay, here's some consequences, here's some stakes. Like, I feel like this matters. Yeah, and when it starts to go launch into like comic booky stuff, I no longer fear for anyone, and like I'm just like okay, comic book. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I was able, I was, we were both able to because, like, because, you know, comic books. So it wasn't a huge deal. Um, I don't know how close you are to the lore, but I mean, I figured that's what was going to happen to Doc It felt like a Spider Man story to me. Yeah. And, like, and, 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 you know, it's so funny. I immediately thought of, you know, the Spider Man that we grew up on, the Fox, the the animated series. Yeah, the animated series on Fox 5. And, like, thinking of, like, when the Insidious Six formed, there was, all this history and for the game to do that in like, you know, eight hours, it was a little bit unearned in a sense of like, oh yeah, we've seen him fight the shocker. We've seen him fight that. And then, oh shit, they're all in prison together. Let them talk. And it was kind of like, so Doc Ock, you just went 
to there and was just like, hey, you hate Spider-Man, and you hate Spider-Man, and you hate Spider-Man. Let's all hate it Spider-Man just together. It just feels weird that all of those people yeah. would suddenly get behind him. Yeah. When, like, and, and, and the way that the, the way the scene is presented, it's, it's, like, presented as though they expected to shock us and be like, oh, shit, Doc Ock. And yeah. it's just like, A, no, you didn't, because... I know how this goes. But yeah. every, everyone knows that Otto Octavius is Dr. Octavius. Exactly. There's no, there's no yeah. mystery behind that. Right. So I think that the, I think it was awkward the way that they tried to present it, where like Peter's like, Doc, oh my God. And I'm just like, well, well, okay. because, remember, well Peter that's, had an been unfair, for, that's an unfair critique because, yes, Peter, we as the audience know that yeah, he but Peter, is. They show that Peter has been working with Otto for a long time and sees him in a very certain light. Yeah. That's why it was shocking to him. It wasn't because... He was he no. I get that. To put that aside and say like, Oct- Octavius was a good man. Yeah. But he but it's also that, that man was in there and he knew the neural implant was an issue. Right. But he he from jump when he becomes Doctor Octopus, Pete still wants to save him for yeah. sure. Up until the end of the game, the, he wants to save the him. Ex- like the very end. Yeah. Even after his and last, that scene was good. After his last plead, I thought he was actually going to turn around and be like, "All right." But even then, he turned around and was just like, "I can't deal with you anymore." Yeah, yeah. that like, was that was well done. Yeah. Um, even though I think the fight was boring. It was all right. It was all right. I thought it was fun. Um, the but but the the, the they could have they could have presented that scene in a way like where it didn't pretend like it was going to shock us the viewer, and I think they did present it in a way where it was like surprise, motherfucker, and it's just like no, I knew what was happening. Anyway, that's. That's the point at which it kind of lost me a little. It's always somebody's first Spider-Man game. Maybe. I, I think that it was juggling no, too it much. Is. No, no, no. Right, right, right. I mean, <laughs> sure. But, but, but if that's the case, they also clearly rid it in a way for Spider-Man fans where a first-time Spider-Man person would be like, what the fuck is all of this stuff? Yeah. So I don't think that's true. I don't think it was designed well, for first-time I mean, Spidey fans. Between all three of us, and you never said whether or not you're a Spider-Man fan or not. Oh, for sure. Okay. Well, now that I know... You were the only one that kind of felt cheated by that reveal. Like, Steve and I weren't in a sense of maybe our anticipation was already where it was, or maybe, like, we at the end of the day, and not saying that you didn't understand, but we were able to forgive, like, oh, this is great, and they really opened the story up to something much more. I think a big... But if they fell onto comic book... Sure. We were like, eh, all I think, right. I think a big part of it was that Mr. Negative was actually very interesting to me. I didn't... I actually found him not that interesting. Okay. I found him interesting. Okay. Because I feel that he was sort of the wink and nod person of like when those scenes were like around and he was just like, Haha, Peter, you know, I'm the guy, the bad guy. And I'm just like, yeah, because your face is the same. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just sort of this thing of like, so like. Well, also we, marketing it was, materials. Yeah, it was cheated. Because That's true. He didn't wear like a mask the entire time, and I feel like if Mr. Negative had on his mask until he took it off, and then all those times when Martin Lee was like, "Hey, I gotta go on vacation," or "I gotta be back," but the reveal isn't like the point. the 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 point for me isn't about oh shit, that was shocking. The point for me is like Mr. Negative is interesting as a foil to Peter because Mr. Negative is going so extreme to be like. Altruistic. This is how much yeah. Osborne deserves this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Peter, you want to save everyone or whatever, but like, no, we have to do this. Um, one, one last thing I'll say that I, that really rubbed me the wrong way about uh, the way that the game wraps up is Osborne has zero consequences. He's the mayor. He's the mayor. I fucking hate that. 
This is the mayor. I get that, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I mean, you want to turn this into a Trump podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, government officials and consequences. But, but not, only, not only does he not have consequences, the story doesn't even seem to acknowledge that he doesn't have consequences, like, as though it's a problem. Like, no character is like, oh, man, like, Osborne got away with it or whatever. They just forget that he's there. And there's these little throwaway lines between Pete and Ock. Uh, where it's like, you know, Osborne needs to like get his, he needs, he needs to get his justice or whatever. And Pete's like, not like this. But then after the fight kind of happens and whatnot, they don't return to that in any meaningful way. And that was, that was a big letdown for me. I, because the whole time when Mr. Negative is talking about what Osborne's done and Doc is talking about what Osborne's done, I'm like, yes, Osborne needs to be taken the fuck down. Why isn't he because like I think the he's focus? Be a and, focus of a DLC. I, and that and, annoys me. And not DLC sequel, it whatever it is. Like it just didn't feel complete to me, man. Because like, of what's ah. going on with Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think I, that that's why that's it's literally left open. what I was about to say. I feel like they made a story choice of like this is just not going to fit. It's just going to be too much. And I feel like that game didn't overstay its welcome. I was getting tired of it when it was finished wrapping up. And I feel like, and I, and I've heard like multiple people. I will say the length, like it was perfect. It was, I was was ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, The length was perfect. So I feel like adding in anything. And I mean, and you saying that now we can go back and nitpick about their storytelling, but I, I think the storytelling was fine. And I do understand what you're saying about like, oh, there was no consequences for Osborne. However, you know, there's going to be DLC attached. There's going to be a second game. Would you be willing to say, hey, this will be addressed next year? We, Who knows? Like, maybe the first thing would be like, amongst blah, 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 Osborne, this, Osborne, he's stepping down as mayor. I expect it to be. I don't think they're ignorant of it. I just think their presentation of it in this game fell short. Um, okay. I, I expect it to be. I, I expect to pick up whatever DLC or sequel this game has because, you know, all of my gripings aside, it, it's, there's a little bit of devil's advocate going on because I still fucking yeah. finished the game and had a great time. We um, came in and you were still playing it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but, but that's more to do with gameplay. But yeah. um, what do you call it? The it, it, Even if I buy those things, it won't make this you know, atomic experience any better. Like this, this atomic experience is falling short in a couple ways for me. And if I had to put my suggestion out there, like doc should not have been a villain. Um, you know, granted the last fight, you do get this sense of like, Oh, finally I'm fighting doc. Ock. But there felt like there was a few moments where you were explicitly not fighting doc, Ock, where it was cutscenes, where it was like, we, they haven't figured out what the gameplay is here yet. Yeah. That was a little weird. But also just from a Maybe story they beat also perspective. Wanted to cl- they wanted to have like a fantastic climax and they didn't want to. They didn't probably didn't have any they didn't want to spoil game. It or Maybe. Also, the gameplay would have been redundant. Like, like you were been. saying, like the boss battle was boring. I said it was okay. I feel like the mechanics of that fight like went on a little bit too long for me, for my taste. Most so, of the boss so fights. So my point is that. If they didn't think of anything else, yeah, yeah, yeah. why make in two subpar encounters? Right. We can just make a big finale. But from a day. totally, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But from a story beat perspective, I feel like they the interactions with Pete and Ock towards the beginning when they're like partners and just yeah. doing their sciencing together were good. And it just feels like such a ridiculous 180 when Ock shows up and he's just like, I am evil now. And it's just like, yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. I totally, I think they could have, I, I think they could have sliced him out. Mr. Negative could have continued to be the mastermind. Then why even have Doc Ock in it? E- why to plant Octavius? the seed why because he's part of the universe and you can plant the seed for the next game where no, no, for this you, game, so you mean for this game, he Dr. just continues Otto to be Octavius, no Dr. Octopus. Yes. 
So keep so him auto. For this game, he just remains so auto and been, Pete just works with him and stuff. Him putting it in would be like a, the final cut scene. Maybe. You're like, ooh. Maybe. I don't okay. know. I got you. That would have felt better for me. Well, again, I disagree. Me and Steve, we didn't agree that Mr. Negative was as strong as. I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he was there just as a sort of catalyst. Yeah, I I liked him, but I didn't really see there was such an emotional connection between Doc Ock and Pete that like you felt the end of that game. Yeah, like anybody who didn't. I did feel the very. I did feel that there was no feeling when he took down Mr. Lee. No yeah. feeling. It was just like so. This is a this is a guy who's altruistic that you work for. He has this the center that that you're you're. The thing that makes Otto in. less interesting to me is that like it's a there's like there's a very shitty cheap explanation of just like the thing messed with his personality. I find that really boring. Yeah, and my argument with you is Martin that Lee. this is the, no, it's not. This it's is the this is the no, lore. it's not. Martin Lee has been this way since a kid. He is unequivocally the thing messed that, with his mind. No, but it didn't purely mess with his mind. He still built feast being that person. Right, but so I, I, I don't know. I, he has, and I mean, and Doctor Octopus was a science guy trying to create, you know, limbs for people over by who also. lost. My point is, and then my point is also, Zavi, that this is the lore of Doctor Octopus. Yeah. This is the lore that they chose to go with. I'm not saying that you can't change the lore. We've changed totally the lore not an excuse. I, and this is where I definitely am just not a comic yeah. lore person at all. Like I give zero fucks about that stuff. Like if they yeah. took Doc Ock and they like made him have a moment where they had a fake out where you think he's about to become Doc Ock and then he doesn't, he ends up being a good guy and helping Spidey or some shit like that. I would have been like, fuck yeah, awesome, fuck the lore. Let's do something interesting. So that is that is that is what happens in one of the. Iterations of Spider-Man. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. I feel like this com- that complaint is sort of unfair against the game. That complaint is against like Spider-Man. No, this is what this. It's a general complaint about a lot of things that happen on anything that's attached to comic books. Yeah, and this still fulfills that problem. So it's. I think it's still a genuine complaint on this particular game. Where I think it leans heavily on like wink, wink. You know the mythology, and I'm just like I don't care about the mythology. Like, give me a contained story that that feels like it's not leaning on the Sinister Six, six moment or leaning on well, Doc is going to become this because you know he is. Like that arc just didn't feel earned to me. It, it, mm. It's and it's lazy to be like the thing suddenly makes him evil, and not have like some kind of scene maybe where you actually see him put it in and you see his like gradual change to being like I have to be But they did they did gradual change. They I wasn't gradual no. but they gradual but in the they sense did that, like, put it in the scene. They put in a scene when he walks away and then like Otto's looking at the thing and he's like ah, I'm going to destroy you right after he just told Peter like oh okay. you're right you're right. Okay. I I get it zombie I just have a heart like I just <laughs> feel like this isn't a critique for Marvel's Spider-Man PS4. This is a critique for Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Mitchell's. and comic books. And yeah. I know you said it's that. It's both. But it's just like I think it's both. You know, and then I I think also our pro- like why we're fighting you on this is that now you're saying oh the solution was Martin Lee, but we're like he wasn't that strong of a character. So you got to give like give us another solution here. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I. It's fine just disagreeing on, yeah, on yeah, how compelling yeah, yeah. Martin Lee was. Yeah. But the part about Martin Lee that I found interesting that I didn't get at all from Doc Ock was... Yeah, you was, know, we've been kind of... Yeah, let me... What is so interesting about Martin Lee that we're missing? That he has... That he's built Feast. Okay. So he clearly can do good. Mm-hmm. But he but he also has 
it, and and I will say this: it's unfortunate that it kind of boils down to revenge. That was this that when you learn that you know uh, Osborne was the one that did this to him. Yeah. That that was already in the part of the game where I was already like, this is some comic booky shit that I don't like, and that was another element of comic booky shit that I don't like was to be like, oh, it's because he was the one who created him in the first place. Um, but up until then, I still had this sense that like Martin Lee wanted to do good. Well, but well, so did but, Otto. but, so did but Otto. also no. at the top of this, yeah. at the top no, of this, Otto is blinding. He just wants to take down Osborne, and he doesn't give a shit about ruining the city in the process. His intention what? was prosthetics from prosthetics gym. and his and his and disease. Building prosthetics Remember, he had yeah, and that disease. went out the window the moment that like he so just. So did Martin Lee. They parallel each other. Yeah, and can That's I wait, 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 thing. wait, Steve? But also, you also said at the beginning of this thing, how does Spider Man start? By taking Spider-Man down Fisk. messing up the power vacuum. He does. Yeah. The he, only reason why Martin Lee is like, quo. oh, now it's my chance. Yeah. Fisk is gone. Now I could do all this stuff. So if Fisk never left or that was fine, Martin Lee would still be struggling with himself going out, you know, going to his house at night, turning black and white and go, I hate Osborne, but I got to be Martin Lee. And then waking up the next morning with the colors Sh- intact. Sure. So, 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 <laughs> so that's fair. Um, I will say that earlier in the game, they, for example, play with the idea that uh, he, that that maybe Spider-Man did the wrong thing or isn't effective. Yeah. And that question went out the window the moment it was just about, it, it, the moment it became about here are the supervillains that we have to take down. The only little bits that you still had of like questioning Spider-Man's effectiveness and his and and whether he's good for the city or not was like J. Jonah Jameson, which they play largely for laughs. But like I'm still just like, man, I was hoping for a for a superhero story that really is questioning the effectiveness of the superhero that you're playing as. And you get some of that, but ultimately it ends up just feeling like this validation of like, no, you're right. You should have, you definitely should have solved all of the city's problem by punching people in the face. I think it's too early to start that discussion for this franchise because it needed to be a Spider-Man game before it could take on questions like that. And also, but it started taking on questions like that. It absolutely picked up that question and then dropped it and did not. It did, but it's too soon for the franchise itself to ask that question. Yeah, but that's like a hanging thread that I just really wanted. (laughs) Maybe because of money. Because of money. Because of longevity. I mean, I... the, The average person doesn't want a, like, this heavy question over them. They want to be Spider-Man. I know, but fuck that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then also, like, I don't feel like I was cheated with the story. The no, story, like, if there was a sense of you of like, oh, wow, they're going to wait for the next one to do that. You know, like, no, we had, we had some really nice carrots with some really nice carrots at the end of the stick. But the story's complete. And then you have a really nice character at the very end of the game with Miles. I don't I like I uh, feel like I oh, had yeah, a Miles scene. I had a big grin on my face, so, and I so I, was just like, I yes, actually wanted them to do. I wanted them to do a lot more with Miles, and I and I again, he's I either for the DLC or the next game. Too soon, yeah. to do anything much with Miles. Co-op, maybe, but that kind of conservative, like slower storytelling. Like I, I'm not going to make an excuse for it. I I wanted because more you got to establish the franchise first. You can't just run roughshod right into everything. Yes, you can. You can. You can, but I don't think it would be as effective. Yeah. And then also look at what we're talking about. This is Disney and Marvel billion dollar companies. You know, the the um They're it, gonna make the it money because it's the height of the I was talking to a friend too. this morning and like the game was very safe. Yeah. It was very safe. And it like, was safe ish though. It starts off it starts off 
fisk getting captured. That's unusual. That's cool. That's a cool start. It then it starts off like making you question Spider-Man's effectiveness. Then it continues to have a bombing where Peter is knocked out and is completely ineffective while everything's running amok. Miles' dad dies. Like you feel like you are failing. Yeah, I agree. That's not safe. Um, it didn't feel safe to me. Again, I feel because like this, to, but, but again, snakes. but again, I feel like this is a problem. You have a problem with Spider-Man lore, not the in a sense of like as a as a spider. Look, brother. But you you did me you and have Steve said that are from fucking a, Queens. A <laughs> Spider-Man is our superhero. He's yes. our superhero. Like from the lore of Spider-Man. We already know that he's not the most popular. We already know that he can't be everywhere at the same time. We already know this. The guy can't even pay his rent. <laughs> like, like I feel like we know this about Spider. He is a flawed hero. I didn't need Marvel Spider-Man PS4 to tell me that Spider-Man is a flawed. <laughs> flawed hero is one thing. Like effective. In, in, like in. maybe making things worse. But. Remember, he started out as a teenager. Oh, he like I'm just thinking about homecoming. I'm thinking about everything else. There was never this pristine image of Spider-Man and his effectiveness and him not being flawless. Like Spider-Man yeah, is the fuck been... up hero. He's the hero that is always not fuck up. The hero that is always trying, always he has, trying. He has a lot of bad luck. Yeah. Like but, think, think about Homecoming. Look at think about all the mistakes Spider Man made in Spider Man Homecoming. Like yeah, Jesus, sure. any like twenty eight year old superhero be like, oh my god, what are you <laughs> doing, Spider Man? Yeah. Is this your first time in a suit? Uh, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. We're eight. We're eight years in when the game starts. Yeah. So that's like. Again, he, he should have some experience. I, I, I like your question. <laughs> I like that you're saying the effect is, the effectiveness of Spider Man. So but, I understand like what you guys are saying. Like, okay, yeah, they're gonna do a multi-game thing. Da 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 da. That's just not an excuse for me, you guys. I want more. No, no, but that we're not simply saying that. We're simply saying. And it felt complete for you guys. It are didn't you feel complete for me? That's, okay, that's, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. Like, I understand having criticism, but saying like I don't feel like I was cheated from this game. That's what it sounded like you were saying. Like for us, Sable's I exit can share felt the, cheap. I didn't uh, Sable in. I feel like they just should have put shield in that shit and called it a day. Yeah. I didn't... I, I never cared for Silver Sable as a cat. That's needed, me, though. They needed a PMC. Yeah, I guess so. And that's so. what they did. And then yeah. maybe they didn't want you beating up shield because, you know, shield has a rocky history. Has a, yeah. But also, yeah. like, I pers- I'm going to say out the Sable thing because I hate Silver Sable as a character. Yeah. I hate Sable. Like, I never liked that character. So okay. Like that. So that's a good example of somewhere where I don't have the deep lore. So not only, like, like okay, you didn't like her as a character to begin with with all of the history that you were bringing into it. Yeah. I know nothing about her. I did not know that she was an established character. So from my perspective, you she was like just her. boring. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. her exit was phenomenally lazy. Yeah. She just, like, you have that moment where she's like, I'll go take care of the guys outside. And then you don't hear from her again until she, like, calls you on the radio. And she's just like, oh, yeah. seeing you, like, have some empathy, like a normal fucking human being, has made me con- reconsider my ways. So yeah. I'm leaving the city. Smash. Like, that just feels like <laughs> cut content to me. Anyway. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is I really like how they used MJ. Yeah. Really I like, like how they used MJ. Yeah. 
the the whole like specifically the Grand Central sequence with MJ. That yes, was very cool. That was is there, but that was you're my not directly playing. That was Spider-Man. my um top. Uh, that was scene. fantastic. That was a great yeah. moment. But also just the writing around her and their dynamic is fantastic. Um, there's like best a relationship. Yeah, video game like, relationship. Yeah. There's ever. like a there's like a line by line like back and forth that they have where they're saying where things they, on the he, surface, but yeah. there's also this like power play about exploring what they're okay with and like yeah. figuring out what their boundaries are since yeah. they are broken up. Air quotes. Yeah. Like, I, really I think enjoy. my favorite scene was, I don't know what part it was after, but he's texting her that, while I was just swinging. Gonna say uh-huh. And like he's, he's swinging while he's texting and he's like, but what does she mean? What? That what was that hilarious. Mean? He's just like it's like, there and like waiting for a response. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't you wish I was Spider-Man while I'm waiting hilarious. for a text? Yeah, like hanging <laughs> upside down. And, just like, yeah. and then he's like sort of swinging aimlessly around, just like we would walk around the aimlessly. We would walk around aimlessly and text. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. It was Very awesome. good game. Anyway, guys, buy Marvel Spider Man PS4. It's yes. amazing. It's a 9. great experience. Even though Zobby secretly hates it, me and Steve I don't secretly it. hate because it. Because we're from Queens and Spider Man is our hero. You should take our opinions more than you should take him's. Exactly. You guys exactly. are having rep sweats about Queens. That's what's going on. You're having rep sweats. No, because you always come for Queens. Exactly. And we have to stop you right here because this is our hero. Exactly. <laughs> so step back. I don't step come for Queens. Back. You come for Queens. I am, I am merely from Brooklyn. Okay. Nope. And we're from Queens. And Queens has got a hole. When who's See, step back. what Marvel step back. superheroes from Brooklyn? Captain America. Jay Z. <laughs> okay, so you can have Captain America. He's, uh, he's pretty boring. cool. He's boring. Uh, uh, that's not our problem. <laughs> Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie. Exactly. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, this is Next. not this is not pop culture happy hour. So let us do a quick TGS roundup. Again, you know, we're not really a news uh, podcast, but we like to... Mikey, here's the list of TGS stuff. Oh, you just pushed it off to me, huh? Here's the list. It says in the notes (laughs) that you're going to read off the roundup. Oh, did it? No, No, it it says says, Mikhail Gorbachev. Anyway, (laughs) anyway. So we're just going to go through a few headlines we got from Anime News Network. I know a very... Great news source. <laughs> I'm teasing. I love NA News Source News Network. Um, so just some highlights. Sony halts PS Vita production in Japan in 2019. So this is sort of signaling the death of the Vita. Yay! Who had a Vita here? Oh boy, why are you going? Yay! I had a Vita. Because I didn't use it. I liked my Vita. I had no nothing on there that I wanted yeah. to play. I liked my I Vita quite it a bit for the sake of buying it, and then I didn't enjoy anything. Yeah. The Vita was could could have been more. It's it's missing a couple buttons. Mm. It was a few years too early, maybe. I'm sorry, I played Tearaway. That was it. Mm. Mm. Like the Switch has proven that you can go bigger, and people will like it. Mm. The Switch was sorry. The Vita was this remarkably tiny, impressive piece of hardware, but they were still in this no man's land between like just. Courting purely uh, novel portable experiences the way yeah. that Nintendo does with 3DS mm-hmm. and being a substitute uh, PlayStation 3 or 4. Yeah. Because. I'll play with it. Yeah. Right. So, and, and remote play A, they've, everyone has really dropped support for like some basic things that should yeah. just sort of be there, yeah. like being able to remap the buttons to whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Uh, so like I played Spider-Man on remote play for shits and giggles oh, and you did? yeah, oh, sure. and it does the whole thing and where giggles. you have to use the back pad, the, the back touch pad for R2 L2 uh-huh. and you should definitely be great for touch it, uh, uh, web swinging. No, it's annoying. 
You definitely use L, uh, R2 more than you use R1, so you should be able to flip the shoulders and the back trackpad, but you can't. And it actually reminds me of like the configurability of I can Steam. See, like, L1, R2. Yeah, it's just hard to hit the hard to consistently hit the. I haven't area held the perfectly. in so long. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I could see yeah. it being an issue. Just yeah. thinking about it, like. And having to use that and hope that that works. Yeah, your figure just doesn't always touch the best part. You have from remote play. Yeah. Right. So the so it, but it but it immediately makes me think of like how nowadays I use my Steam controller and my Steam Link and the configurability that that thing has and it's just like this the it was antiquated very quickly. Yeah, yeah. like it, with with better with smarter software, more open yeah. software that could have been like a really badass piece of hardware that was very versatile. But instead, well, it was that, super limited by the, the software. Vita is and like and it is pretty old. Remember That's what true. Time, like the Vita came out when iPad exploded. There was no right. hope for the Vita, honestly. When you really think about I don't know it, where my Vita is. Yeah, there was no hope for the Vita. Like that's when people started getting iPads, and then that's when we started getting bigger smartphones. So more like mobile people games and more mobile games. All this so said, on like, a oh wait, I'm not gonna walk around with a Vita yeah. and my 7.5 inch phone. I'm just gonna bring my 7.5 inch phone yeah. to pull it a day. The all and now we have Fortnite on phones. We do have Fortnite and now on ne- phones. What, the next iPhone is what? Like oh, it's still 7.5, but there's no buttons. Yeah. So you got the full screen. The XR, the XS, and the XS Max. Oh God! I'm mad that I just brought this up. No Apple talk. Nah. <laughs> um, all, all this, now, all this said, I actually have started playing Killzone Mercenaries on Vita. Now oh, all God. their products are going to be over a thousand dollars. Fun. Yay! But that said, iOS 12 actually runs smoother on older devices. And that's enough for Apple Talk. And I use the <laughs> measurement tool. It's fun. Mikey is going to strangle us. I'm going to strangle all of you. Okay. <laughs> we were talking next, hardware. I feel like next, it fits. Next, um, Technically, Apple devices zombie, play video games. Boys. Something that Zombie will be really happy for, I think. Earth Defense. Happy for? Uh, PS Now game streaming service now allows downloads. So hey. So if you were not interested in the PS Now service, maybe now. I tried PS Now a year ago. So they're ago. changing it to Game Pass. Yeah, presumably you know you can't download PS3 games. Yeah, I tried it a year ago. Yes, you can't download. You can only download PS2 and PS4. Whatever they choose, the same way Game Pass works. No, 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 no. Because of the if it's on the service, you can download that. Because because of the architecture, I think it's very hard. to You can't emulate a PS3 using an x86 architecture. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) PS3 did sell that sell shit. Fucked up everything for everybody. It really did. And the funny they thing is... They probably have an easier time getting the fucking uh, source code from Xbox games <laughs> and <laughs> emulating it on a PS4. Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah, it would absolutely yeah. be easier. Yeah. The, uh, the the cell architecture is like basically just... A, it's a totally fucking different language for the, for the actual binary code. Okay. Yeah. So like you just can't take the thing and just run it on the other thing. It's yeah. really fucking hard. Yeah. And that's because, frankly, the, that, that architecture is like some space age shit mm. that was not gonna... Like that, we might see the reintroduction of that kind of architecture in like two decades. Sounds exactly oh, really? like something Sony would do though. <laughs> just make themselves different and yeah. not have to play nice with anybody. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. they're doing now with crossplay. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, quick quick uh, thing. Rock band T- flow. Yeah. No. Tetsuya Nomura has announced that Kingdom Hearts will not end in Kingdom Hearts 3. Big surprise. You gotta leave 
room for the Disney superheroes in uh-huh. the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Some, Kingdom- some, some, some monetization to make us all angry about. You can upgrade your characters in Double May Cry 5 by paying with real money. I'm going go, to go out right now and say that they no longer have my money. Yeah. I'm not buying Devil May Cry 5 when I definitely would have otherwise. Last, Last Remnant Remastered is coming back. I was always interested in that game. Do you guys know what Last Remnant is? I've heard it of it. It was that Xbox exclusive it was RPG. The, yeah, one of the I didn't Xbox, play it though. Uh, like Infinite and Discovery, Last Remnant, and the music game or something like that. Uh, with Chopin's. I forgot what it's called. They were like these exclusive uh, Square Enix uh, RPGs. The Last Remnant was a game way ahead of its time because it ran like shit, like literally <laughs> 10 frames a second. But it was an RPG where you kind of uh, ordered around these units, like anime units of army units, and you would move them on a grid, and then you would like fight, and like you would rally each other. It was super cool. Hmm. I only played it for like an hour because it ran so bad. Apparently, huh. it ran fine on the, the PC. Like ap- After a couple of years, <laughs> it ran fine on the PC. So I'm actually really interested in trying it again because I thought like the good battle system and the idea was gr- yeah. was good, but um, just didn't run well. Hmm. Um, and that might be it. I don't think I'm seeing anything. Ace Attorney trilogy is coming to all platforms. Yep. Uh, the Sega Ages are coming out. Sonic the Hedgehog and Lightning Force, and that might be it. Tales of Crestoria, if you like Tales. Tales of Crestoria. Oh, God. They're and that's gonna, it for TGS. They're like going to run out of made-up words. A Death Stranding trailer that Just was dropped today. weird. Or yesterday. Because Kojima. Exactly. Kojima. I'll check yeah. it out later. See what I think. Yeah, and Look that's it. Dog. That's really it for TGS. Like, you know, we follow all the gaming sites that you guys follow, so they'll keep up on the news. And then a Pokemon thing. <laughs> Always a Pokemon thing. <laughs> Next order of business, we are going to get into the sad announcement that Telltale is closing up shop, which Wah-wah. is to me is, is surprising it's, in a sense. Well, it's surprising because they, they fairly recently so were announcing projects that they were exactly. taking on. Exactly. And that's why I think part of the problem was they were taking on too much and you lose quality when you take on that many projects because so there's their a couple, writing definitely suffered. Yeah, I think so. There's a couple. There's a couple things at play here. One is I think that um, they never had gangbuster sales. I think that I think only the first Walking Dead. Yeah, the first Walking Dead, the, the Wolf Among Us. Maybe I'm not those, sure. I think were their best titles mm. um, as far as. But that was when the very early, yeah. early Telltale time. I'll say early, but like mm-hmm. when they became really popular. Yeah. And they lean so heavily on their writing because, you know, they are maybe a notch or two above, like, something that is a straight-up walking simulator. Right. Mm-hmm. Where you're making a couple choices, there you have a couple QTEs, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's it's mostly about the writing and but stuff. But when you do that for, when you do that same stuff year after year, people are going to get tired of it. Yeah. People I are going to get sick more of variety. They needed to innovate. They did yeah. not. Yeah. They, needed they did I not innovate. Some more variety and in that space, franchises. Don't Nod came in and they innovated yeah. mm-hmm. with... Uh, Jesus Christ, I'm forgetting the name. Life is strange. Life is strange. Um, and you have other people who are coming in and they're doing things that yeah. feel like that, but they also, are I think messing with it. There was quite it. an evolution in the walking simulators, like um, what remains right. of Edith Finch. Yeah. Uh, like, and um, Subnautica. Yeah. And, and, not Subnautica. I'm no, sorry, no, no. Yeah, Subnautica is definitely. The other one. A different uh, one. What is it called? With the. 
the computers that you decide whether or not you're going to delete or the and the ones that you look at the holograms. Oh my god, what are the names of these games? I forgot. Trust Trespass was it Trespasser? Well, I don't know. I think uh, it's Trespasser. Okay. Let's see. Or something. I but in any case, I think yes, that games been an games that games that fill that need yeah. where it's like I want something that's very narrative focused with some light play. Yeah. That need is getting fulfilled yeah. by yeah. other games, and arguably better. In the same place. And Telltale is still doing their same thing. I don't yeah. know, like if they like they seem like they're just not exactly technically minded because mm-hmm. I, I feel like they've always had frame rate issues and stuff, and like yeah. their their iterations on this seem to be. Snail's pace compared to other places. Yeah. The last thing, though, that's worth mentioning. Changes. I, I know they made some changes in season three. I think, like, you can walk around free, and, like, if you do have a combat section, it is, like, in the, like the camera's behind Clementine and stuff. So they have made some changes. Okay. But, but they they're not. They're not. They should have done One, sooner. and then also they're not drastic. They're not drastic. In yeah. a sense of, like, you came into the genre and, like, got people paying attention to it, and you were an innovator, and now, yeah. like, several companies, not just one, several companies have kind of Done moved past taken, taken their yeah. idea and ran with it. I think that, or, or that need, they've taken yeah. that niche yeah. and, yes. and ran with it. And ran with it. The, I think that, to and some degree, we, Walking Dead was, like, a bit of a flash in the pan. Like, yeah. it, was, it was really excellent. It they haven't been able to replicate it in my mind. And the mm-hmm. thing is, all those games, while the stories are different, all the game stuff feels like a copy-paste. Yes. With a different coat of paint on it. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, the last thing that's... That, the last dimension to this that's worth mentioning, though, is that they probably mismanaged their money. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, the, there's, there was a report in March that, um, that kind of alluded to... Uh, that they were... Credit hoarders is the term that's in this article. Well, the reason I think that um, is because if you look at the past couple of days, first they laid off a bunch of staff, mm-hmm. and then they announced they were closing. And the unfortunate they thing is, did something wrong with the financials. Yeah, this seems like this seems like something that was actually quite a surprise to people even working there, which mm-hmm. really sucks. We'll maybe hear some more as it unfolds or whatever, or we we'll hear more stories. But yeah. I, this this has the feeling of exactly that. This has the feeling of something that was mismanaged and like they tried to save it in the last minute. Yeah, they couldn't, and they just ultimately well, realized. I, and then also, I think like amongst all three of us, we've watched Telltale's come up. We've watched how they've announced all these things. Mm-hmm. We all we, we jokingly listen to podcasts, listen to articles, and talk amongst ourselves. Oh my God, how many things are they working yeah, on? When are right. they going to come out? That was my concern. And we, and we all kind of just laughed and forgot about it. When right. they said they were going to work on Game of Thrones, they were going to work on Borderlands, they were going to work on Batman, they were Fables. Batman. Everything, I was just like, okay, they're doing too, too much. much. Because when they were focused and it was just The Walking Dead, then it was The Wolf Among Us. And they were focused on those things. They were able to produce quality stories behind it. And then they became sort of like this blanket thing for your Mm -hmm. favorite TV show to now be a game. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where they lost it. And that's where they lost me, Uh specifically. Man, you know what they missed out on? They should have played 24. That would have been awesome. That would have been excellent. That would have been awesome. That would have been fantastic. I think that would have pushed their storytelling forward and also like... Yeah, help them innovate. That would because been who doesn't want to be a part of CTU? I mean, I want. Okay, see there was a 24 game on the PS2. Yeah, and it wasn't good. I enjoyed it. Oh, I'm I heard 20, it wasn't I'm good. definitely 24 is one of those properties that I'm definitely like. I love unabashed, it. You know what? Unabashedly, you, just like, you can't. You can't fucking. Um, no, I can't get behind Spider Man. And you in the same way that I get around 24. That's true. I am a, true. bigger. I had 
probably six seasons of 24 on DVD before I got rid of them just because I made space. But I used <laughs> to buy every season of 24 and watch that shit and just look at the Jack astounding gaps. Astounding gaps. Steve, say it with me. This no, isn't a pop culture show. No, you're not going show. to say it. You're not going to say it because I don't go up on tangents that much. But the astounding gaps in logic of 24. Yes. So seasons... That's supposed to be human. Seasons one through four of 24 no, are, are pretty excellent. And, I like the and beginning of five. The beginning of five. Where they had the nuke in the US. Oh, yes. That started off like, yeah, oh my season God. Five, the first half of season five was amazing. This yeah. is now a 24 And then it podcast. totally yeah. fell apart. Okay. And then all right, all everything right, from right. that on. No, no, no. I'm with you. It's okay. it's just that I'm fully self aware when I watch any of the later 24 or play the 24 video games. Yeah. I'm just like, this is dumb and this is ridiculous. I wish you could use that same logic for Spider-Man. I did. I enjoyed yeah. the game. Any I finished way. it. Devil's Peter Advocate. From bring Queens. it back home. All right. You can't. Peter Parker's so, from Queens. So, yeah, it's true. It's true. Fuck Queens. So yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. So the uh, yeah, Telltale, Telltale. We were they, talking about they Telltale. They went too far, too fast. They did. Yeah. They were gra- they were snatching it up, and they were that is what their downfall was for me because I heard great things about Borderlands. I heard great things about Game of Thrones. I didn't finish them because I was bored with the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think that the um, one thing that's interesting about this that's that's worth touching on for a minute is is this an invalidation of the episodic format? Nope. No, I don't. I don't think, think so, so no. either. Because Hitman did it. Hitman. Hitman, Hitman did it. Yeah. How successful was Hitman? Hitman was I don't pretty know. successful. They, yeah? Square Enix was able to let them go and not dissolve them and shut them down. Unless Wait, they were just, sorry. Unless they were able to let them go? What do you, huh? Remember, Square Enix bought uh, Io. Okay. And I mean, we all know what happens when these big publishers buy something and they don't make do. They just shut them down. Sure, sure, sure. They yeah. let them keep their company. Okay, and, okay, okay. You know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I don't, I don't know if that makes and they were able just to make a good second one, a good company, right. parent company, or they were like, hey, you know what? This did okay. It didn't do what we want. It wasn't like a resounding success where yeah. the world talked about it. Sure, sure. Like it was every year, a Tomb Raider standards. comes out. They remind us how bad it did, and we're like, but wait, it sold six million copies. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, oh. Yeah, that is okay. amazing. That is Tomb amazing Raider when bad. they do that. <laughs> so, and, um, and Life is Strange does it still, I think. What do you mean? I think what? Life is Strange 2 is going to be episodic, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's yeah. not that that format is dead. It's that... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring it up. I agree. Yeah. The um, I think it's interesting that uh, they, they managed to keep me excited for most of the time when the game got announced and I was like, ooh, like I want to see mm-hmm. their take on that. And at the same time, when I actually followed through and finished Game of Thrones or Batman, I was just like, okay, Not this really is... As hard as it for me, I think, yeah. is the episodes ran a little too long. I think I agree. Yeah. Uh, just because like I would like to play an episode in one sitting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not have Most to of them stop. were like two. Most of them were like two sittings. Yeah. Or like a solid, I have nothing to do for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. I wanted to get through that episode. So if maybe they did 10 instead of five, maybe shorter maybe. chunks would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. But rip telltale. Yeah. Rip telltale. We hope that everyone bounces back. Like it's a very I'm hard sure thing they will because there's good talent. There's good talent there. Yeah, those are good writers. I'm sure there'll be a game rising from the ashes that fixes the problems of Telltale games. So it's we'll like get a Telltale Spider-Man style game. Out Wilson Fisk, it leaves a power vacuum. Yeah, sure. <laughs> is it a, a positive power vacuum? I don't know. We'll we find are, out. 
We yeah. are done with news, guy, uh, news, guys, and we are going to move into games. So what you been playing? I feel like um, we should let's do like a combo of Shadow of the Tomb Raider because there is another Shadow game. There is, and then a combo of Destiny since we both played it, Steve. And then so will... what you're saying is check out for Tomb Raider and then come back when Destiny becomes the topic, <laughs> if right? If that's what you'd like to do. I mean, sure. But yeah, let's do let's do the two. Combo Is there going to be spoilers because I just re-downloaded Rise of the Tomb Raider and I don't know. No, I think no, it's too soon the, for spoilers. The, 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 the thing I like about the Tomb Raider games is that since the story isn't that great anyway. They're kind of contained. It's sort of okay. like the first game. Oh, Trinity's around. We we fix that Trinity episode in the second game. Trinity's around. We fix that Trinity episode, and now it's just another time Trinity's fucking up shit. Yeah. Well, it's almost like there's a Trinity. Yes. In the third game. That's how words three. work. <laughs> Power of three. So, so Shadow so we of jump the into Tomb Shadow? Raider. Yeah, yes, let's, let's jump into Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, I would like to say that, you know, this game is not completely objective for me because there's been so much coverage on sort of the... I don't I'm know so what to call it. I'm seeing the commercial for that game on my YouTube ads. <laughs> <laughs> sort of the... Is it evolve like evolution as a race that we've gone to, through in a sense of you know architecture and research and going to other people's cultures and like taking things as trophies and and things of those sort mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this is sort of the own well I think Rise did a really good job too as well but um and I haven't finished Shadow. I've gotten a couple of... I've gotten a good amount, maybe like six hours, because Destiny's been killing me in a good way. But um, they're trying, trying to sort of steer this narrative of like, all right, Lara, maybe you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Maybe you shouldn't be so obsessed with like raiding tombs and bringing them back as like trophies and going into other cultures and taking them. You know, whatever is history is a part of that culture, they should be the ones ultimately decide what they want to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's theirs. And, you know, this game starts off by Laura going into a tomb and touching some shit she shouldn't have done. (laughs) And, like, you know, starting sort of, like, these events that would be the cataclysmic end of the world. Um, That opener is really well done. Yeah. It's really well done in several ways. Yeah. Um, One is they give you a feel for the town first. Yeah. Uh, Two is... They really play with like Trinity's bad because I said that Trinity's bad, and then through like a few simple little conversations, it's just like, are they? Well, I mean, right after the simple conversations, an architect that helped them, they murder him right in front of you, and then they try to murder the other person. True. So, yeah, Trinity's kind of bad. Trinity's kind of bad. I mean, Laura. But, but, at least in all the games of this trilogy, anyone that's yeah. helping helping Laura shouldn't be like, "All right, bye." Yeah, yeah, no. There's <laughs> definitely that. Uh, in particular, the the leader of Trinity, I think, has yeah. like a certain amount of like, "Ooh, I inherited this position," and like, can't exactly change what Trinity is. I think there's some of that going on there. However, but, he's in charge. Yeah, no, he is. And that's and true. and I know we're still very early. And I, as I said, I've been listening to some commentary on it and people have been trying to sympathize with Dominguez. He's the main antagonist. He's the leader of Trinity that's been hiding this entire time. You, um, the, the game takes place in Mexico and Peru. Right now you're in Peru and like one of the main hubs is this place called Paititi. 
And it's a, you know, sort of a secluded... I haven't actually made it to Paititi yet. Okay. I made it to the first one. That, uh, that's not a spoiler. That's like where it is. No, no, no. no but I won't say anything else just because now that you told me. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. basically... I just made it to yeah. the first place. What's it you called? Quaya. Oh, yeah. It's like a really long the, name. Quaya. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Sorry, sorry. guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you find out some things about Dominguez and um, you're just like... Wow, that's interesting. You seem to be from this part of the world, and but yet you don't. I don't expect it to redeem him at all. No, but no, I no. almost feel like he's like a CEO of a company where it's just like, yeah, my company does horrible things, but if they fire me, then it'll just get someone else. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you want me or do you want someone worse? Yeah. Well, <laughs> again, I I don't want to say any to spoil it because you find yeah, out yeah, more, yeah. and he has he has a lot more history okay. with that area gotcha. of the world gotcha. than they they lead on in the beginning of the game. Okay. But they do do they do tackle sort of um, Lara's relationship with Jonah a little bit more, and sort of Jonah's frustrations with like, "Yo, son, what are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that scene where he like shouts her down because she's just like, "We have to go save the world," and he's just like. Dude, people need us right now. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that and then and change. afterwards on the plane when like you have a fight with your boyfriend or girlfriend or your partner and you're just like, so yeah, <laughs> did you watch the news last night? And he's just and like, then he's just like, he, he, shut up. He's just with his eyes, just like <laughs> just can't stop thinking about what just happened. He's like, yeah, it's good. And then it's and good. then she like changes the subject to like the the focus of the game of like. You know, if we read this too, and then he's just like, like, stop talking to me. Yeah, like, <laughs> did you like literally cause this bullshit, and then you're like, we gotta go as water and fire behind us is just like flowing and exploding past us. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of makes you like the video gameness of a game just sort of be like, yo, you're right, mm-hmm. but you're making this a point, and you're making this place interactive, so you kind of feel like the guilt of it yeah i like that i also like that so far the amount of wanton murder is pretty low (laughs) like yeah there's a genuine focus on like go explore shit and go raid tombs and and like thus far like the, the the it still absolutely does have that cognitive dissonance of just like here i am like just murdering people for the greater good yeah yeah and I am curious to see where that goes because they've claimed that this will be like more of a reckoning or whatever for yeah. the character or whatever. Yeah. They probably won't do it to my satisfaction, but um but I do get this this feeling of like this is morally fraught and you are not immediately good. Yeah. I will say that there was a section of the game that I hit that and I was paying attention to it. But I kind of question why it was a bit of nostalgia in a different way. But I question why they put it in there in a sense of like just to reignite your um, distrust for Trinity in a sense. They basically remind oh. you that you know Trinity killed her father, uh-huh. um, and it was just like, hmm. So but that's this, the that's the part that I find interesting point, that they're playing with. Yeah, is like is like. This is for her a revenge tale, and that's not a sufficient reason. Like, she's powerful enough, and you are playing her. So it is like, you know, you as a player have this thing in your mind of just like, okay, yeah, we've seen, like, Trinity do some bad shit. So if they really are able to, quote, unquote, reshape the world, it probably won't be a good thing. So let's try to stop them. Like, yeah. I'm still on board. Okay, let's go. Yeah. But, like, it's interesting to have that... that um, 
that friction with you as Laura as a character because yeah. you see like these you know these moments where she's reflecting and 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 for her the danger is that this is actually just like a petty revenge thing yeah and that she's just convincing herself that she's doing good yeah and that's where I think Joan is going to be crucial as a character to just like I, I, I'm hoping that there's a yeah. moment or two where yeah. like she has like that choice to make kind of like do I go after the revenge or do I like try to yeah. save the world. And I hope that I like, feel like there's going that. to be sort of a choice because I mean I don't know I don't remember where Jonah's from but he is an you can tell he's like a native person and yeah, or maybe just sort Hawaii of being or from like an out, out affluent person from you know right, England right. of like hey don't you understand like everyone didn't grow up the way you did right. don't you understand like you know this this tragedy that was just caused by you people aren't going to be able to bounce back yeah. So you just have to, like, you get that, Laura? And I know this is probably not, this is, at the end of the day, it is a video game. And, like, we won't dive deep into those things. But I do, I'm glad that they do take her to task for it. it for, for, for a AAA game, it's, it's, it's admirable that yeah. they're at least aware of and acknowledging parts of that. Yeah. It's not an excuse to just say it's a video game, I don't yeah. think. I think that um, it is important to me that, it feel like the common people are actually the point. Yeah. And I think that it'll inevitably be a little bit stuck in the mythos of Laura is Laura and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that'll be disappointing on some level. Okay. Um, like throwing my expectations out the window and just kind of being pie in the sky or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, like when they did the flashback the, of her as like a little girl, okay. part of me was like, oh, I didn't that's... know if you got there yet. That's yeah, I did. I, I did. Uh, a part of me was like, oh, that's like a little. It's so cute to see like young yeah. Laura, and then another yeah. part of me is just also, like, this rich a, bitch. I thought it was a callback <laughs> to like the earlier games when remember you can go to her apart, her house, and do the. Yeah, yeah, course. yeah, totally, totally. At first, that's what I thought it was, and then it le- it led into a little bit more. But 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 like I was definitely of two minds because one of my one of my minds was definitely like. You had all this shit, and you're yeah. like, I'm sad about it. Like, yeah. like, but, but, you know, everyone has their own experience. I don't want to, like, dismiss yeah. that anyway. Yeah. Um, it's just, I'm glad that it's, like, pseudo-acknowledged so far. I would love for it to be more thoroughly acknowledged. Um, let's take, like, a, a swi- uh, little turn. I, wanna, I don't want to take too much longer, but let's talk about the gameplay as well. I don't know. The gameplay actually is, um, and I hate saying this, but um, it's disappointing. Pointing in a sense that there isn't much evolution to it, and I feel like shoot things with different guns. Yeah, I feel like it didn't Hi, need to involve. The metal plates it didn't need, need, need to evolve. The ropes need the rope arrow. Yeah, but I feel like they were trying a little bit too hard in a sense. I don't know. Needs a Molotov cocktail. And the the um, the difficulty thing that you were talking about that you thought was interesting. I love I, that. So it actually is a lot less interesting. I don't hmm. know if you went through the steel tree. So all, all that difficulty tree is, especially with the puzzle mechanics and the, and the environmental, maybe with the combat, that's probably the only thing that you can't change. All they are is staggering your upgrades. If you've ever looked to the upgrades, because I was changing it, and then I was like, oh, I don't want to change this because I don't like some of the um, challenges they put with, like, exp- exploring or something. 
So basically, in the beginning of the game, your what is it, hunter sense or raider sense? I forgot what it's called. You Survival can only, instinct. Yeah, instinct. You can only see like animals and plants. Yes. When you get the upgrade for the second level of the difficulty, that upgrade gives you that. And it says in there, for people who play on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Difficulty. I've seen that. That is absolutely true. So in a sense, it kind of, to me, feels like a cop-out in a sense of like, we're just making the game a little bit harder, longer, but you'll eventually get this. So that is a thing that you could avoid buying that skill if you actually want to that's true and i would have i that was my i that was my next point because i know so you that's said, that's like a that's like a somewhat well. substantial change however um the exploration stuff where you have none of that white paint all over yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah, place yeah. that's fantastic i yeah. love that uh i have had a couple moments where something that feels like i should quote unquote be able to climb it I was a bit, I was wrong, which is why people, that's why level designers started using these crutches in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be a little bit frustrating, but I much prefer being in the mindset of like, ooh, I don't immediately know where to go. Yeah. I actually need to look around and be like, oh, there's a thing that I can, like, I just feel more engaged. So it makes a big difference. I really like it. That's the only thing that I actually keep it on because just because of time's sake. I really, that was literally on the environmental difficulty slide. I was like, I want the white spots because I just, I don't, exploring to me, uh, I want to say this in the most elegant way, is like, just as far as time goes with gaming, like, I've been playing games long enough to know like, all right, I know this is the side path, there's going to be a Sure, sure, yeah, it's not a sufficient challenge to be interesting Yeah, it just seems like tedium to me. I don't think think it takes me any longer to get through these things, not drastically anyway. Okay. I just am in a frame of mind that I enjoy more. I don't like just having my brain off and just being like, follow the white trail. Yeah. I prefer being like, ooh, there's a thing, and then there's the thing, the next thing that I need to jump to. I prefer that for sure. But then things like totally like... Not regenerating health during a combat encounter. I could right. totally turn that off. You know, like yeah, you know, like that seems like a challenge of like I need to make sure that I'm right. hiding, Actually having my resources. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think things where the the alternate would feel like tedium to me, that's sort of where the difficulty. What about the puzzle from. slider? As far as because that affects the how often Lara will like say something that will lead you exactly in the right direction, right? I didn't care. Like, I just left it on the standard difficulty because okay. I, I didn't feel like going through the sliders and stuff. Um, and then, as I said, I ended up buying that upgrade anyway, so it was there anyway. So it was like... In it, terms of the, it highlights the things in Survival yeah, Instinct? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, highlighting the things in Survival Instinct is, uh, is important just because, like I said, um, it, it sort of solves a, a similar problem that the white paint does, which is, yeah. hey, we actually have a fidelity now with all of these environments as opposed to, say, like Resident Evil 2 where you have the pre-rendered backdrops and then anything that you could pick up or interact with was like the shitty uh, polygon mesh. So you could immediately see what yeah. to interact with. Survival so Instinct solves that problem. Like old school cartoons where you could tell when a thing was going to move. Yep. Because it was yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so like that is that is a legit design problem where like yeah, you need something like survival instinct when you're in a puzzle room and you're like, what are the, what are the actual pieces that are part of this puzzle? It doesn't actually give you a solution though. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So like that's the bit that where the where the difficulty slider for that matters because if you have it on like easy, Laura will be like, oh, I need to do like this thing and put it into. Yeah. The, I need to put the square box in well, the circle the, peg the or whatever. Thing like, I don't care about and like it did. It never took me that long to forgot the puzzles in a sense. Gotcha. And then the glowy thing, like, 
I didn't. I don't know if you were agreeing or not agreeing with that. Because the glowy thing is just of like again, like a time sick of like. Okay, I see this puzzle, but again, the fidelity of your game is such that. I don't know what's interactable and what right. isn't. It's tricky. And then if you turn off the Lara things of like, oh, I need to push this thing over, then you don't know. So then you're just running around this space, sort of figure out what to interact with and what not to. And like, if I had all the time in the world and I was an adult, I mean, it just depends. It just depends what gameplay you care about. Yeah. Like, if really what you're there for is the running and gunning and the story, then make that turn hard. on. Then, yeah. yeah. Then make that hard and turn off the other thing. Then that's yeah. precisely why I like yeah. this the segmented difficulty. Yeah. Cool. Because I'm able to go, yeah, like I, I want to, I want like, I want the white guidelines to go away, but I actually want, you know, uh, so I understand someone who wants the combat to be difficult, but wants the white guidelines to remain. So cool. All right. How far are you? What you said you just, I just reached the, that first cool town, quiet, quiet, oh, yeah. whatever Do you like the, the hell it is. New and side quest thing and you interacting with people in the town. I just finished like the opening cutscene and like talked to one person. I didn't do anything beyond that. So, okay. so I had like the little cutscene with Jonah and like his little flirtatious thing. That was, yeah, cute. you can talk to quite but, a bit uh, of people, like a lot of the people there and you get little nuggets about the, like the town and stuff. I definitely want to do um, that. The side quest just seems like, Story to something that like so in did you play Rise? Yeah. So you know how Rise there was sort of like a quest giver, but he was mainly there for that. Mm-hmm. I think the illusion is a lot better this time around. Okay. Yeah, because since you can like talk to everybody there, yeah, it's not just like oh, there's this one guy. Right. It actually makes you feel like you're part. Of, you're in the town. Definitely. Nice. I'm um, excited. I'm excited to get back to it. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the, the, the quick thing I wanted to say regarding the gameplay is you're right that it hasn't evolved. I didn't expect it to. Neither did I. And what's there is very good. But I think maybe I didn't I make the point clear. Is like, I was surprised that I was disappointed. Oh, okay. I was surprised in a sense of, like, oh, you can put mud on her and she can hide in walled on vines on the wall. Yeah. Like Predator? Yep. Yeah. Like, she literally goes down she goes... And then just, that's it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> for, for the listeners, Mikey just pretended to put mud all over his yes, body. Because that's what that sound a, effect was. That's what that sound effect was. Podcast and I needed to be reminded. That's that the sound of mud. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't just us having a chat. But yes, all right. more on to Shadow of the Tomb Raider. More coming as we continue You're not. Are you getting the game. around to that, Steve? I just installed Rise of the Tomb Raider, so, so I will not. be there eventually. Okay. It'd be cool to Give find me time. out how okay. you But then, you know, WWE comes out next week, and then something else at the end, Assassin's Creed at the end of the month. And then we roll into Red Dead. And, and there smash. will be a lot of time that I have to figure things out. Yeah. And then <laughs> the November so, is a lot of shooters, which I don't play. Um, good Destiny! Luck. Yeah, Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, Steve. Yeah. I'm going to go to sleep now. I was doing various things. I don't know if you guys watched all the shenanigans. I got up too. I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah, you watched it. <laughs> you have very expressive eyes. They scare me. I know. They're fun. I was trying to get a rise out of you. I was trying to get you to laugh, but you just wouldn't do it. So, Destiny, Steve, you are back to Destiny. I am back to Destiny because Forsaken launched, um, and I broke down and got it. Yeah. And at first I was like, I'm going to regret this, right? Because I'm just filling time by playing Destiny again because it's my safe game to go back to. And for the most part, I don't feel that way. Mm, Neither do I. I'm enjoying it I'm back in. I'm back in because um, there's a lot to do. 
Friends are back in. Friends. I'm back in. <laughs> yeah, I know, not you. Um, no, I'm in. No, I'm, no, no, I'm teasing. But there, a lot of old people a lot, on the list yeah, that we haven't played with for a while. A lot of people that we haven't played, for, or played with for a while, and a lot of people, enough people might be back in that we can chase the end game again, mm-hmm. which I'm feeling good about because I think that was the most fun I had in Destiny. Yeah. Was chasing the end game and the, the, end the game raids looks good and and it looks good and it looks like and the it might be secrets are back secrets are back uh, and and lore is back heavy yeah, yeah and they've actually included it in the game for you to read and 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 randomness to a certain extent is back like the guns weapon rolls are back rolls so now you can chase the weapon with the god roll which yeah. has the right perks on it to be a like top tier top dps weapon Yep. Right. You know. So I'm now. I'm like, oh, well, I got Nameless Midnight before in year one of Destiny Two, and I was like, well, this is gonna be the same Nameless Midnight every time. I don't have to chase that gun anymore. Nope. Now it's like, well, if I got a Nameless Midnight now, it's got to have the right two perks for it to be considered a and great then, weapon. If you want to make it a masterwork, so you can put on your masterwork to make it even extra special, even better, and raise the stats on the weapon. Yep. Which is always good because there's particular stats that I find very important. Yeah. Stability. So basically, stability Destiny the gun game is back. It's back. And I'm happy about that because now I can chase all those weapons. Um, the Blind Well, the Court of Oryx-esque activity is back. Yeah. And I like that activity. Yeah. Because that provides you something to do that's going to get you decent rewards. Yeah. Let's describe it a little bit. Uh, like in back in Destiny 1, there was a public event space. A public event is where in the um, sort of areas where everybody is the shared areas you can like sort of activate a thing or something automatically happens where everyone With on that map can join yeah and everyone in the map can join so the court of oryx you earn some item in the world that you would plug into uh like a shell and then like it would spawn it was a rune for court a of challenge oryx. yeah runes so this time around you get like sort of these new charges. runes charges and you create this uh another challenge room which is it's way bigger and there's a little bit more gameplay involved. And there's involved. a little more mechanic. Well, yeah, more mechanics. Of like, yeah, mechanically, you have to charge the well to By bring killing out the heralds things, of the yeah. well. Yeah, and you have to stay like in a bubble of light, and right. it gets pretty difficult. However, well, you can leave that bubble, but you just take damage from the outside area. Yeah, and um, so this week at least, I don't know if it's going to change. Like Court of Orgers, Oryx, there's like these three huge ogres. And you have to like charge yourself up by killing these knights, and then you can damage them. Have you done... So I don't know if this is the tier three yet. No. Okay. I've only done tier one and two. And then, you know, there's a fourth tier. There's like a special tier. There's a hidden fourth tier. Yeah. So that's fun. Also, we were saying about the secrets. um, The raid came out last week. And when the world first beat the raid, the world itself changed. The world itself changed. Yeah. So there were things in the world that changed. And um, then we got a new strike. Yep. And we got a new strike. Right. So it was really interesting. And, and, it, world, and it continued the lore. The world physically changed in the sense, like, there's a lot of Taken yeah. stuff now spilling out into it to show that... So what happens if I start a new character and I, like, just... Like, you come into the... Well... Do I come into the new you world? Or you come in... When you get to that space, you come into the new world. Yeah. Because the, the raid was beaten, and in the canon of the story, the fire team that got the world first... <laughs> In canon is now the team that beat the raid. Yeah. In the actual story of the game. Yeah. That's interesting. So they'll say like someone beat it, sort of. You know, and that's it. It doesn't it doesn't matter that you don't know who it is. You just know that, oh, this was taken care yeah, of. Yeah, they're just gonna refer to him as someone because their actual username is probably something like, you know, 
Well, Something no, they'll just seen. say Guardian, a team of Guardians. <laughs> I'm they, just, yeah. they say a team of Guardians, but in the, in the canon of the universe, that's the fire team. Yeah. yeah. The boss. Yeah. It'd be cool if they actually work with the community and we're like, all right, we're going to write you into the story, but we need like names that aren't stupid. Yeah, right? <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, yeah, it's been a really great time. I tried um, the new Gambit mode, which Steve is not a fan of. Um, we, it, does, it doesn't need to be Is that the PPPVE? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so basic. I mean, I can explain it very quickly here, which is like basically you're on two teams of four, and they really play into it. Like there's a cut scene before every match where the guy goes, this is Gambit, and he has like a coin, and you, there's actually two sides of an arena, and you see the four people you're versing, and you can do your emotes, and you can shoot the wall and do whatever <laughs> silly things and teabag before you actually start. Is this still like with the, with the narrative, like hook of like we need to train our guardians by like pitting them against each other um the way that the crucible is i don't remember i'd have to read it but Uh, i mean it's still a great conceit (laughs) yeah i don't remember but um you basically fight these waves of enemies and as you fight these waves of enemies they drop motes of light which is a part of the lore of destiny and you get five you get up to 15 isn't that the stuff that charges your super no, those are things that oh, level used to level you oh, up. Okay. Not anymore. Oh, okay. um, and also there was a currency. So when you bank them in this like tube, it spawns like bigger enemies on the other team side. Gotcha. So you after banking unquote, enough, yeah. When you put a blocker out, it removes the, the place where you could deposit moats. At the same time, you when you deposit enough moats, you can open a portal so that another person can go around and kill you as well, and okay. like, you can drop Invade your moats. That's interesting because it's sort of borrowing a mechanic that I think is common in uh, MOBAs, yeah. as far as like like in Heroes of the Storm, you'll have uh, scenarios where you need to PVE and get enough of these spiders, but they, you're still able to kill each other per yeah. normal. But well, it's when two you get enough of maps, the, so you have to portal in. Right, but you're not able yeah. to directly shoot each other, it sounds like. No, no, no. only if you invade. No, only if you invade. Space. Oh, so you can choose to do you that. You can, yeah. That is it's a portal that okay. opens okay. up. Okay. The only problem I have with that is that, and like, it doesn't, I don't think it matters if you're newer or bad. I think the invader is too powerful in that he has a radar of where you are. And an so basically, if he, and, you, and he doesn't have a radar, so you don't know where he is. So basically, he could just hide and snipe you. And that's oh. basically what's been happening. Gotcha. There's a, there's a gun called Sleeper Stimulant. And they have, they have an overshield, the invader. Yeah. And the, they have an overshield and are not affected by the enemies on your side. And also the enemies are killing you. So the enemies are fighting ah. you. The so invader doesn't have to worry I don't, about it. I don't mind the gotcha. power of that. I just mind that he knows exactly where everyone yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, so it's really... Lack. If someone has a sniper or a sleeper stimulant... Like maybe like a super short range go, radar would be good, but... That... Or Just or no regular. radar at all. Yeah. It's up to you to find or out where the person is. Yeah. Not to mention if like the players are gonna be fighting the environmental enemies, like that serves as a kind of radar. Like you just follow the gunfire. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Know? When you know exactly where everyone is and yeah. you can't because it would be different if Oh, the invaders here! Everybody find a place to hide. Right. And then, and because then, there's no stakes for the, the invader. But at the same time, you need it's to fight like, off the. Yeah. No, yeah. You that, yeah. Keep. There's no stakes for the invader, so it's not yeah, like he's totally. getting messed with other does, people. Their team doesn't suffer for any reason. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So it's just sort of like, oh, he comes in. You have these four red highlights of where everybody is, <laughs> and then you just sit on a perch and you go snipe, 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 and you're just like, well, yeah, that's uninteresting. That's kind of dumb. So hopefully, maybe people make... It's a complaint for me. It's not that I'm bad at the mode I just started playing, but I feel like this is way too OP if you have a long range. Yeah, yeah. That sounds sounds systemically uninteresting. Yeah. 
But I mean, it's still fun. I liked it quite a bit. Um, Iron Banner was this week, so I was getting back that into that, and then also doing the post game um, sort of um, activities after because we both beat the. Well, that's what I'm campaign. doing now. Is I'm chasing the uh, the weekly rewards of yeah. getting the powerful gear. Yeah. Um, because. I'm in that mode right now where, like, I have to get to highest light level possible. Yeah. Which means doing the and activities the crawl that give... Yeah, the crawl yeah. started. Give, get the activities done that give you the powerful gear. I That's think it's also to important do. to say, for anybody coming back to Destiny and you're level 300, don't worry. They make it very fast to get to fi- at least 500. Yeah, so once you oh. hit, like... 500. Once you hit... These um, numbers are getting stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they always introduce a, a squash. A yeah. Yeah. Where they'll set you back to like a certain number. And, and their number never gets out of control, the light yeah. level number. It always gets pulled back at some point. Oh, okay. So yeah. that it never, like, there's never been like, oh, a thousand light level. Yeah. It's never been. It'll that. probably end, Destiny 2 will probably end with a thousand light level. But, but I mean, they've squashed it back before. And what do you mean? I don't see them. It's at 600 now. And there's three more DLCs coming. If they say yeah, everything but is if they introduce more. a number squash, so it's it's like like how WoW did it, right? Uh-huh. WoW was getting to the point where you would hit a million damage. What they did was they just dialed back the number of zeros there, okay, and just made it like okay, you were hitting for one million before, now you're hitting for a thousand. This reminds me, I need to play Clicker Heroes too. Oh God, you know Clicker <laughs> games. Um, what was I going to say? Clicker Heroes is a satire. All right, it's fucking great. Um, I'm just. I'm I'm back to enjoying Destiny because I'm chasing a goal, and that's mm. what Destiny needs to give me is something to chase. Yeah, and if and it's you still don't fun. have something to chase, then I'm not gonna play. Yeah, gotcha. and it's yeah. still fun. So I've really been enjoying it. I literally can't wait to go back home and like sort of play that. <laughs> How did you feel about um, Nolan North as Nathan Fillion as Cade Six? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> It's because great. there was an issue. Cade 6 was voiced by Nathan Fillion since Destiny launched. Yeah. This Destiny time around. Destiny 2 launched. No, since no, Destiny. Destiny. Oh, since, okay. yeah. He's always. Since the first Destiny. Destiny was, had quite a bit of voice talent. Yeah. Peter Stormare, Gina Torres, yep. Nathan Fillion. Yep. A lot of names. A lot of names behind there. Peter, Ding- oh, wait, Peter Dinklage. Oops, not anymore. <laughs> they retconned Peter Dinklage out. Um, Rightfully. But no, Nathan Fillion's <laughs> been in since Jump, but there were some... Scheduling issues this time around, or contractual issues mm. that he's not in the game. He's on Channel 7's The Rookie. The rookie. Yeah. Oh, The Rookie, the rookie excuse that's me. Right. So that seems he like a more. To be in it. He has, he has he big did. boy money to make. Yep. Was they took Nolan North and made Nolan North voice Cade 6 as if Nathan Fillion were voicing Cade 6. <laughs> that's great. amusing. Yeah. So it was a little jarring at first. You're like, interesting. <laughs> Nolan North is talking to himself again <laughs> <laughs> because he did that in Deadpool. <laughs> and now here he is doing it again. Nice. <laughs> but but that's it, it for fun. Destiny. It was fun. Um, we'll continue to talk about it until you guys are bored of it, <laughs> like we did last. <laughs> or it becomes a terrible ex-girlfriend again. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Keep talking about it as Destiny long as you're playing it. It's changed. Whatever. It it's changed this it's time. Changed. It really loves you now. So let's... Actually, Steve, you've only got one more game to really talk about, so you want to finish up? Yeah. I mean, I've, this is just my go-to, like... 15 minute game now yeah uh, I downloaded Into the Breach on Switch it's cool. a good 15 minute game it's so. a good like light uh, light game to play it's a just get your ass kicked and then be like okay I'll try again another day <laughs> yeah it's a small scale tactics game where I think I think you max at three units yep I don't think you I go think so. over that really and it's yeah it's three units there are three different units one is a tank one is a mech and one is a artillery cannon 
and you move them around the map and you're trying to protect cities and buildings from insect invaders that like come up from the ground and try to destroy your city. Who have the slowest reflexes ever. They mm. do, yes. <laughs> uh, they move and they like... It's The insects move and then they set themselves up to attack. And when you attack, you attack just sort of in a line. Mm. The insects. So whatever's in front of them, regardless of how many squares in front of them, that's what they're going to hit. Gotcha. So you want to make sure that they don't hit a city because if you hit a city, you lose power. And if you lose all your power, the game is over. Does... Does it go through? Does it pierce? So say like, oh, I know they're going to hit a city. No, I so block you can it. use your mech as a blocker. Gotcha. But you're also sacrificing the, the hit points you have. Mm-hmm. And, and we're talking, this is a game where like you have like two hit two points. Two to three, three hit points. What? Yeah. So, so this is this is like every single attack is, is, is important. Every important. movement and attack matters. For okay. sure. So, which is why it's good that it's small scale like that, because mm-hmm. you really have to sit there and sort of think about what you're doing and how it's going to affect into the next turn. Because I've mm-hmm. had turns where, like, I've set something up and I've stopped them attacking one thing, but I sort of shot myself in the foot because I moved them to a place where now it's affecting me in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And every turn, more enemies start to spawn. Mm-hmm. So the ground starts to crackle where they're going to spawn. If you put your mech over that, you can stop an enemy spawn. Oh, you nice. you also have the potential to... Set yourself up for failure by blocking one enemy spawn, but another enemy had the chance to attack a city, and now you've lost a power. Ah, uh, okay. So it's cool. it's a good small scale tactics game that works in fifteen minutes. Yeah, from the creators of FTL. So these guys are are That's, very yeah, it is they're true. very well versed in creating games where some bit of failure is inevitable, and it's really about like figuring out what failures are acceptable. Right, which I find really fascinating and fun. That sounds sacrifice. like a gamer's nightmare. <laughs> do I want to sacrifice that city and lose a power, or do I want to sacrifice HP on my mech? Mm-hmm. And mm. it's usually it reminds me of XCOM in that way. Yeah, it's a, it's it a reminds set me of, of Alpha that Protocol. You, uh, Alpha played, Protocol. I never played it, but I heard good the, things. The role playing, like yes, Alpha oh, Protocol. I, I never finished I will that game. Argue it was fun. to this day was better than Mass Effect. Woo! Wow, them mm-hmm. some fighting words. That is fighting words because there was actual consequences to what you do. Ah. Like, like there was literally, you have two choices. Here's what happens bad in one choice. Here's what happens bad on the other choice. There's literally an entire intro to a mission that if you uh, sort of talk to this terrorist and find out like he's being set up, the entire intro to the next mission is you either killing those terrorists or they'll be like, hey man, what's up? And you walk through the entire intro and they do not bother you. Just because awesome. you like listened and said like, oh wait, seems like a conspiracy is going on. Huh. Cool. Yeah, that's how good it is. Anyway. Um, now that I can download it on PlayStation Now, maybe I will. There you go. No, it's a PlayStation 3 game. Son of a bitch. You can only emulate it. God damn it. Isn't it on Steam? They Steam really it. need to do it. Probably is. Yeah, I, probably, I probably own it on Steam. You probably own it. <laughs> but yeah, and then the other thing about the game is you just have to survive a set number of turns mm. yeah. in order to pass the level. Gotcha. So it's not like you have to defeat all the enemies. It's just survive six turns. Don't let them destroy. Don't let much. them destroy all your cities or right. any of your cities if you can help it. Mm. Um, cool. And then as you clear out an island, that's how you progress to the next stage of the game. Cool. But it's got this cool mechanic where if you do fail, you send one of your pilots, your mech pilots or unit pilots back in time to restart that island. Um. And they keep some semblance of like experience or something like that. And then that's how you keep progressing and how they do the whole roguelike yeah. thing. Ro- oh. Roguelite, because it has that progression thing yeah, to it. Yeah, it has that progression thing. thing to it. Right. Nice. 
So cool. It's a fun little game. I would highly recommend it for anybody who needs something short and sweet. And I have it on Switch. I just haven't, for whatever reason, been playing too much Switch lately. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, so I, fully expect to, I fully expect to... What's that? I said because you've been playing Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, but that's not an excuse for when I'm traveling and I have my Switch with me. What I'm have you been sure. playing on Switch? Uh, not much. I, I actually don't see went, any Switch game in I, your... I did back into a little bit of Zelda, but I haven't been playing much Switch at all. Even when you're traveling, you just... Yeah, I've just been doing more like podcast audiobooks type oh, stuff right, right now lately. Well, anyway, that's it for my games this week. Uh, I was cool. strictly into Spider-Man and Destiny. I will slip into my game... Between two uh, ferns. Yeah, between two gardens. Between which the is gardens. Really, between the gardens, which is a really surprise. Helicopter pause. Yeah. I, I'm going to assume that everyone can hear that. Uh, no, I think we should just ignore any crazy audio yeah, stuff. Yeah, because I think our quality is pretty good. So yeah, I've been playing Between oh, no, the Gardens, which is, I, I saw a review on Polygon. I was like, wow, this looks great. Came out on Friday, I think, on the Switch. Uh, it came out on everything, uh, all the main consoles. All the things. And um, it's, it's, it's sort of a strange game. Like, um, How would you describe it? As someone who has not heard the game at all, I've only heard the title. Give me it's like the, a, it's like a, in a nutshell. It's like a two-button game or maybe three-button game, whereas you can only do three things. You can move time forward, you can move time backwards, and then you could just interact with things. So you can use time forward and back by just using analog stick left and right. I like to use the triggers, and then you press the circle button to interact. Hmm. So basically, it takes place on this very... The art is, is, is quite nice. Um, and your best friends that are like stuck on these different islands... And you're, the girl has a lantern, and the boy doesn't have anything. So as you forward time, they walk up. And usually you're walking up the island. Like, it's usually a pathway up. You'll walk up the island, and, like, the music is very nice, and it's very serene. And, like, maybe the boy or the girl might stop and look at pointed things on the island. So these islands are very abstract. It's almost like memories had, like, exploded. It's almost like a Psychonauts thing where, like, there's an accordion like in the middle of the Rhone and there's a piano there. So when you fast forward time, it'll just be them walking, walking slowly and say like something's interesting. The guy, the girl will stop and go like, oh, look, or he'll slow down. And then when he wants to catch up to you, he'll like run. And then you can, you could, yeah, fast forward time. I mean, or you could like make time go backwards and then like they just rewind. So basically you're trying to get this light in your orb to the top of the island where the animation is really cute every single time where they both have the orb and they bash it down into like this shrine together and there's like this mini explosion and then you Hmm. get like a small cut scene of sort of their time together as best friends when they were on this island. It's very, very like sweet game. So So I have to pause you very quickly. The Gardens Between. The Gardens Between. Not Between, between the, the gardens. gardens. Thank you so much. <laughs> the Gardens Between. These, these, we're going to start calling these Mikeyisms, where he gets yeah, the name of Mikey-isms. games wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all good, all good. So basically, the, one of the main puzzle sort of, um, I guess, encounters is keeping this white light in her lantern while there's these black orbs that are around the island. Mm. And the girl could only interact with things having to do with the orb, and the boy could turn off these like black orb things. Mm. So say, for instance, you're walking, there's a black orb lantern hanging, you have your light, and then once you get near it, it sucks the light away. Oh, there was uh. this like little uh, like 
statue like a couple of yards back. You go back. The boy interacts with it. He turns it off. Once you get your light again, you can move past. Okay. But then there's like certain things where there'll be like a jumping block that has a light. So you would deposit the light, have the jumping block, like jump over to another part. And then once you're there and the block is there, you can pick the light back up and like, you know, just avoiding obstacles. So I'm does about, it feel like a puzzle game? It's a puzzle game. Okay. It's okay. a puzzle game. I'm about four levels in and I feel like it. Um, it's going to get pretty nasty because mm. there was some nasty Challenging. challenges already. I was just like, oh, I had to think about that a little bit sideways to get that one. But um, it was it's super cool. I really, really like it. I'm definitely going to finish it. It's the perfect perfect travel game because like i said there's technically two buttons and this is on switch everything okay. but it's it's one of those switch games gotcha it's definitely something i wouldn't want to sit in front of it i mean you can't sit in front of a tv like actually i'm looking at your tv right now nice couch sun is out quiet sunday just mm-hmm. sit there figuring out like with a friend do some or puzzles. a partner and just being like hey let's do this together yeah um but cool game definitely dig into it a little pricey 20 bucks don't know how long it is. It's a, be- it's a beautiful game. So, you know, I don't really associate price and, like, quality of game, especially so early into it. But just so you know, like, it's 20 bucks. Sounds, I mean, just, just from the novelty alone, it sounds worth yeah. the 20 bucks as far yeah, as, definitely. like, aesthetically it looks really cool. Uh, how often do we get a really solid puzzle game? Uh, maybe one a year, maybe a couple a year, I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think you're wrong. Okay. I think it's. No, I'm, I think I'm thinking a lot through of it and I'm like, actually, yeah, they're probably just kind of low key. And again, I they're only downloaded this because I happened to like be on Polygon and then it was like, this is like an astounding game that everyone needs to play. And I was mm. like, what? And, it, and then it literally came out the next day. So I was just like, right. all right, let me try it. And Sick. Nice. I've been, I've been surprised, pleasantly surprised. Okay. All right. So I guess some of you can round it out with MLB The Show and Shadow of War. Sure. So I'll do the quick touch on MLB first. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing about it is that like I'm hitting up against this uh, roadblock uh, where the numbers don't like me. Uh-huh. You're always blaming the numbers. I mean, it's a simulation game. There is a very <laughs> real amount of, like, these are the numbers, right? So, so specifically, I'm talking about my uh, road to the show thing, right? Because, you know, you could always just be playing franchise mode and all the teams are more evenly matched and so on and so forth. Yeah. But in road to the show, I'm definitely at a point where I'm at AAA and... It doesn't precisely matter how good I do with the pitching mechanics. People are just hitting me, and it's frustrating. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I guess this is part of the role-playing. Like, this is the grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the numbers. Yeah, the numbers. And so it's kind of fascinating because, like, I'm enjoying learning more about the numbers and learning more about how this stuff actually gets calculated through a combination of actually reading the very in-depth tutorials and explanations that they provide in-game, as well as watching, like, one YouTube video where someone really talked about, like, how... For example, the hits per nine attribute that the pitcher has uh, versus the uh, the batter's sight attribute will control the size of the batter's, uh, what do they call it, Co- uh, plate coverage indicator. Shit gets complicated. Well, and I have a quick question. Yeah, go ahead. So I guess often games with like numbers, i.e. RPG mechanics, yep. I always find that there's always this really there's always this choice of we're really going to have a really tough beginning 
or a tough end as as far as like the numbers mattering the way they end up scaling and everything so like persona very easy example of like persona the beginning beginning of persona always a tough beginning because the numbers are against you Mm. it sounds like the numbers were very easy against you in the beginning of MLB show and now that you've gotten into it and like everything is more difficult the numbers are a bitch. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> I think that it starts you off in double A and really wants you to have this feeling like I'm hot shit. Yeah. Like you, you know, and and I, you know, I've played MLB game, MLB the show games quite a bit, and I'm and I'm pretty fucking good at the pitching mechanics. So part of this, to be fair, is that I'm playing on the dynamic difficulty where it scales according to your performance, and I am fully in legend difficulty, which might be the highest one. So, like, I've already gotten to a point where the game is, like, like throwing me into the deep end as far as, like, I need to, like, these numbers really start to matter because mm. on the lower difficulties, there's a certain amount of, like, ah, these batters are dumb, they swung and they missed, like, yeah. because you're on a lower difficulty and I we want f- you to have a good I time. I kind of like that because I feel like it's accurate to MLB as it is. Like, you're in the double A, you're in triple A. Yeah, so you're that's the thing. You're going to have less quality players, and then when you mm-hmm. make it to the major leagues... That's where the cream yeah. of the crop is. That's where all the but best I'm not even in are. the majors yet. I'm in AAA, man. So it's kind of it's kind of fascinating because the moment I hit AAA, I definitely noticed like a certain amount of like, okay, I'm going to get hit around more. Uh, and then and I started this particular season that I'm in the middle of pretty well, won a couple games, but then I just had this like three game just getting fucking rocked, and I was like. I'm pretty sure I'm doing the right things. Yeah. So I am actually enjoying the experience of like buckle down, figure out what's going on and just focus on improving. And one thing I like about the game is that um, there's probably a lazier version of this in terms of real world time where I could simulate more games just so that I could have more training sessions because that, because I will actually improve my, my attributes faster just by getting as many training sessions in as possible. Mm. So it's just like, fuck it, let's just simulate the seasons or whatever. But that's not the most efficient use of in-game time. Mm-hmm. Because you will progress better by manually performing above what the simulation would give you yeah. on a game by game basis. Because there is some measure that your stats increase while you're playing a game. It's not as much as the training sessions, but I am incentivized to actually play every appearance and play every game and just be like, hey, man, I'm getting hit. I just, it's going to take time. That's okay. Like, even though I've lost the last three games, I've improved my stats on each of those games. Yeah. My, my attributes, rather, uh, have, have gone up for each of those games because I've had better, more good at-bats than bad. That's yeah. what it boils down to as far as your progression goes. Gotcha. So it's kind of interesting to be caught in this funk of just like, man, I'm, I'm struggling in AAA. It's going to take some time. I'm going to have to like get better. So that is simultaneously interesting but also frustrating. And so I lean on the other game modes a little bit more to play some Diamond Dynasty where I have the three-inning games or play a little bit of franchise mode where it's just evenly matched stuff and I get to do hitting, which I don't do in the Broda to show. Um, but but it's, it's kind of fascinating because... Because it's like pure simulation, and sure, there's numbers when you're in the menus and stuff, but on a pitch-by-pitch basis, it's not 100% clear what the fuck just happened. All I know is that I just got rocked. Mm. And so that can be a little frustrating, but it's all there's also a certain measure of like, hey, man, that's what it's like. It seems like, <laughs> it se- but also it kind of seems like maybe they could have kept that mode purely simulation with no interactivity. Uh, I mean, that would be way less interesting. Oh, Okay. That would be way less interesting. I enjoy the pitching mechanics, and, I, and it's certainly there's a valuable there's there's certainly a valuable gap there as far as like 
I need to at least be mindful of like, okay, fine, that guy hit me, that hit is done. I need to write that off. Now there's a man on first, so I need to pitch low in the strike zone to try to get ground balls. And the simulation is deep enough that, yeah, that fucking matters. If you throw higher pitches, then you're going to get longer balls potentially getting hit, which has a better chance of that guy scoring all the way from first if he has decent speed. Like, these are all things that absolutely are factors that, that it's a worthwhile experience to be going through it. Um, cool. It's just, it's just that sometimes you just get rocked. So it's an interesting experience. The, then there's Shadow of War. Shadow of War. Shadow of War. I put my money where my mouth is, and now that they have just totally gotten rid of any way to spend money on this game, I jumped into it. The combat is as good as I remember, which is great. The, expanded. Huh? A lot more expanded, too. Uh, it, it is reasonably expanded, particularly the scale is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that, at least on the difficulty I'm playing on, these orcs do not wait their turn. They fucking nope. bum rush no, you. No, they bum rush you. Literally, multiple orcs will bum. Literally, rush you at the same like time. the moment you have like five orcs on your screen, you're like, I might die. You have yeah. to take that shit seriously. Yeah. And if there's more than that, it's like fucking run if you don't have any allies with you it kind of puts the first game into perspective like oh my god there's a war chief here gotta run it's just like no there's like five war chiefs here yeah it's (laughs) it's crazy but i really like that because man this game is teaching me to respect it like yeah just just you have to be cognizant and i like that it's not as simple as like oh i can just like i'm so good at the combat that none of this matters in a way that Frankly, Assassin's Creed 3, to go a little bit back, felt a little bit wonky where I was just able to take on 20, 30 guys, whatever the fuck. It didn't matter. This genuinely feels like, oh, shit, that's a lot of guys. Chill the fuck out. So that's interesting. I couldn't care less about the story so far because Lord of the Rings and fantasy and whatever. But it's- You know what? I, I think that's where I left it. I really quite liked the first one. I'm not huge on fantasy to begin with. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I really quite liked the first one. I'm, which is surprising. Which is hmm. why The Witcher 3 doesn't appeal to me so much. Yeah. In what cyberpunk does. Right, right. high fantasy versus sci-fi yeah. cyberpunk. Like, I'm with you for sure. I mean, there's, there's also and high so, fantasy and then also Lord of the Rings of like, well, I know a lot of... fantasy is what Lord of yeah. the Rings is, right? In some ways. Yeah. But, but Shadow of War brings yeah. it down quite a few notches, actually. It does, too. I think it grounds it. And it's also, my, my point being that Lord of the Rings is popular and like you can say, I like Harry Potter and I like Lord of the Rings. I don't really like anything else. You can be down for anything sure. that's yeah. Lord of the Rings and of and it and does have a certain kind of mass it. appeal nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I'll say though is, um, I'm not uninterested in the story. I just am very, very of a different mindset. Like, I like the little interaction with the Gondorian uh, chick whose name I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and like those scenes are like whatever. They're okay. Like, I like her performance when she's just like, oh my god, like they destroyed our relics. This is our history. Like, I like. That, that that little bit about her. I do think that ultimately it's just going to be, like, yeah, whatever, the one ring, blah, 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 like, let's go to yeah, war. Yeah. This, is becoming, this is becoming a really good game for me where I'm just like, I just want to kill shit. Yeah. And That's I, what I see that game being. Oh, your yeah. kill shit game? And, 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 and I'm actually pleasantly impressed with like the, the, how different it feels from the first one. Very quickly, too. Like, yeah. f- pretty immediately, you're just like, oh, okay, this isn't, like, the big, open, uh, barren, like, kind of wasteland of the of the first one where you just, like, encounter these little camps of orcs. It's just like, no, 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 this is a city that's being sieged. It is, there's constant battle absolutely everywhere. You're always under threat. Like, Wait a second. That's How cool. much did you play? Uh, a couple hours. Did you get to the siege mode? Siege mode? But I don't I'm like, think so. You know, 
How many? Were you, were you ta- siege the castles? Because that was their big sell. Remember that you build your orc army and you can siege a fortress. I'm no, only I, asking I because from like the have you gone stuff, to the overworld map yet? I don't think so. I'm just in a city for now. Oh wow, Steve! I'm early. You're very early. Yeah. Okay. You're going to realize that game is huge, really big. Okay. It's really, so that really big. that that I'm castle, enjoying the scale at the moment. That castle, yeah, is just one castle one and one mini map. You're going to be like, oh, there's another castle, and I found the map to be very confusing because I didn't realize like, you know how in the first game there were like. Uh, Areas and like you're like oh this is one area and it's cut off and there's yeah, there's yeah. this is like no that map is just for this castle uh-huh. and this part of the castle is taken over and then yeah, you have to yeah. free it and then you expand the map and then there's an overworld and then there's another castle. Well, I look forward to it because so one of the the thing that I'm enjoying it's about very this intimidating. Is I have I have I don't know maybe I'll be surprised by the story and it'll knock me back into being in a, like a more critical and interested mindset. But for yeah. now I'm just like fuck it let's go orcs let's build an army I don't care what are the ethics who yeah. cares like, I can't I don't, I this, is, this is high though. fantasy whatever excuse me Ooh, excuse me guys that was a good one I can't right into the mic and I know that was a kombucha burp. Well, um, I I really can't wait until you leave that city and then the map just goes yeah. and you go whoa, whoa and then you see the the blacked out castles that you will be going to mm. and you're just gonna be like holy shit so you mean everything I just did in there I'm gonna have to do and everything else yeah that was so very intimidating the last thing that I'll leave it on is that I find it super interesting to be playing a game where I can see the shadows of these free to play mechanics in them but they don't bother me because I know that there's no longer an <laughs> they don't exist anymore <laughs> so they have this so they have for example that mechanic with like the, the skill gems that you can put on where it's just like oh you can get skill gems and they have these little uh, they make they make these little boost on your on your equipment and if you get three of them then you can combine them to upgrade to like the next one and i'm just like this is such a like good mechanic when it isn't in a free-to-play piece of shit <laughs> oh you mean like games the way they were before they yeah. can monetize them but 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 it's but it's it's so it's it, it is traditional in some ways just as far as just being a return to rpg mechanics and things like that and these little like ways to augment your abilities and stuff but we haven't had uh, we haven't had those mechanics with the current production values and current design aesthetic that we have in, in this generation, uh, or at least it's, it's hard to think of any examples of that. Um, I think, I think you should err on the side of it's hard to think of any examples with this, because remember, we didn't jump into this, um, generation in full monetization mode. Sure. Sure. You know, there were still quite a few games that, and there still are quite a few games that, there's game design in there. This game design, mine with the absence of ways to monetize yeah. that egregiously. And to be fair, most critiques of the game and, their, and its monetization that I heard have said that the first three fourths of the game felt fine. Yes, and that the last quarter of the game you, when you had was to, when it they really felt like you had to spend. That was when yeah. yeah, that was when it felt like it was like okay, this is like where they're gonna try to get you. So. That's okay. We're gonna be able to buy red orbs and Devil May Cry. Yeah, not doing it. End of show. End of show. (laughs) And that's where we're going to wrap up today's episode. You can always find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook eventually. Um, So we'll see you guys on the next episode. See ya. Peace. Bye.